0: We're live.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Keepers of the Word. You're here with Mike, Ron, and James. We put together another great show for you today about the crave of treasures. But before we get into this, James, make sure to follow
2: all of our social media outlets, Twitch and Discord being our favorite. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the notifications to stay up to date with our new content.
3: And don't forget, too, that the opinions expressed on our podcast are strictly ours and reflect no opinions of any Masonic Lodge or Grand Lodge.
1: All right. Well, I think last time we spoke, uh, we were talking about Adam and Eve and the side chick. Mm -hmm. Or no, it was Adam and Lilith and the side chick Eve. And now Mm -hmm. we're getting into... Uh, Adam and Eve and the cave of treasures. So, let's go to the expulsion, Jamesy's.
2: These... Expulsion, huh? So all right. So everybody knows the famous story about the uh, Adam and Eve. They ate from the tree of knowledge, realized they were they were naked. You know, this actually took place. They were naked. I have and, a question, uh, James.
1: Oh, oh, yes. Was there more than one tree?
2: Yes. There was. What were those trees? So there's two trees. So there's one tree, uh, which is going to be the tree of knowledge. So once you ate from this, this basically separated, you know, uh, man from the animals. This gave him okay. consciousness. He was aware now of, of all these different things. The second tree was the tree of life. And the tree of life, uh, if they would have eaten from this tree, they would have lived forever or like a god.
1: Like kind, a god. Yeah. So you need both.
2: You and E both. This is why they were expelled, because God's like, hey man, I can't trust you no more, because if you eat from this, I have to take more drastic measures. Mm. You know, unfortunately. You you have to keep in mind, you know, where this comes from in the uh, Sumerian texts. uh, The other gods did not want these new creatures called humans to rise to the level of their status. They didn't want them to be part of their society. They were supposed to be the worker. So, you know, there was a, a lot of gods that were upset that they ate from the tree of knowledge. So what ended up happening, they got to get expelled now from their nice little security bubble, a walled garden called the Garden of Eden. So basically what ends up taking place, um, you know, after they ate from the the tree of knowledge, it was about, I believe it was nine hours that they're chilling there, tripping out. (laughs) Look at all this, you know, they're seeing everything with, with new eyes or seeing the same things that they've already seen for so long. Uh, they had nine hours to basically run around with being knowledgeful and also scared. They were scared because they're like, "Dude, what's going to happen when God comes back?" You know. And then we go to the famous, uh, the famous uh, line inside the the your current Bible, you know, where it says, "And God is walking down a path in the Garden of Eden." And they hear God walking down this path, and they hide themselves, and they don on themselves clothing. And, and, you know, a lot of people never dive into the clothing. The clothing was soft bark, super soft bark. This is not ordinary bark that you and I could think of. Uh, this is going to be super soft bark that was soft as silk. Um, believe it or not, a lot of people kind of think that this might be mushrooms um, because Ooh. because it's soft, right? It's super, super soft, and it, it is silky. If you go back and you look at the tree as far back as you can go, uh you start seeing stuff that looks like mushrooms on a tree um which is pretty pretty cool because if you do eat a mushroom and you have a psychedelic experience, a lot of people say this is what opens your third eye you now become aware, and you are now awake so you know it, l- it lends a lot of credence to the story and the whole mushrooms
3: james i have a um I have a comment um please, when please do. i was when I was reading in um the book of Adam and Eve um they talked at some point about God bringing them figs to eat. Correct. And they were afraid to eat because they recognized those figs as the fruit from the tree that they had clothed themselves. So are you saying that it was the bark from that tree or would it have been a fig leaf like, you know, traditional paintings and shit like that give the impression that Adam and Eve Don
2: themselves with fig leaves. Most likely it was probably something of that nature. Because so, you know, the mushroom theory is more more forward thinking. It's more current. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only know this now and, and leading towards this because the older stuff that we are currently finding is, is, is showing mushrooms. But when you look at everything else, it is a fig um, or an acorn, believe it or not. Um, because you have this in Sumerian uh, tablets and stuff like that, where you show the, um, the Anunnaki, they, they, they're actually holding, they have a little bucket, and they're holding an acorn. And there'll be a tree behind them. And this is throughout the Sumerian world, and all the pictures, paintings, carvings, all kind of stuff, all kind of tablets. So it was one of those things, you know, we, we know. Or... Because they're holding it, the acorn could have been the tree of life. So they're always holding a bucket. You can look this up, you can Google this. Uh the Anunnaki and Acorns, or what's this crazy bucket that they're holding? And you can see this like nine foot tall dude with like really huge eyes holding a bucket and Are there's
3: are you talking about the the what looks like a purse more than correct? It's like, it's like a purse like a bucket. bucket, yeah.
2: It, it, it yeah. kind of changed right. a little bit, but it's small, and they hold it in their hand in one hand, and in the other hand, um, and in the other hand, uh, they're they're holding an actual acorn or a uh, fig, um, in their hand, okay. yeah, and they're actually showing you it. Um, they think yeah, that, that that's the tree of life.
3: A, that is prevalent in a lot of ancient art. Correct. That, that
2: Assyrian, that all kind it. of stuff. It's everywhere. Yep. Yeah, you, it's, it's undeniable. We know it has something to do with the Garden of Eden. Um, so that could have been because they all hold it and they all consume it. And that's what prolonged their life. Um, there was a lot of talk that when the Anunnaki first came here that they were nauseous from the world spinning too fast, from the planet spinning too fast. Because keep in mind – uh, the day and night cycle here was too quick for them. So imagine one of our days is maybe half a day or maybe just to noon for them, you know, to like lunchtime. So they had a couple of days where so they would be awake. They talk about the God sleep, where they would sleep or slumber for quite a, a long period. Uh, Inanna, basically, when she came here, she remedied an elixir for them so they wouldn't be nauseous no more. But she brought a hooved animal from their planet Over here, that did well in high altitude goats, goats. yes, sir.
3: Yama, yama, goats,
2: a hundred percent. Um, and she got milk from them and something she added something else in it. So, from the milk of this animal that did very well in rocky, high altitude area and thin air, uh, which also they had a problem with too, they like thinner air. So, this is why, yeah, oh. I'm down, bro. I got I got a taco truck down the street from my house. It's like there's like five taco trucks, but this one taco truck has the line, so you know you know it's the one. Um, but uh, you know they had they they would get nauseous, and then they also liked the thinner air. This is why a lot of the temples, or you hear any god stories where they live at where do they live at, guys,
3: on top of the mountain,
2: on top of the mountains. Every time you the find mountain. them, right. It's on top of the mountains because it was easier for them to breathe up there. Um, And then you didn't have pesky little humans, you know, crawling around, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, Ron, I would say 100% that there's two depictions of of there. You have one, which is a tree of life, which you see prevalent all the time. But then you have the tree of knowledge, which you don't really see. And it does get confused, at least is my personal opinion. I believe the tree of knowledge is probably going to be a mushroom. A tree that had mushrooms growing on it. This could be a tree that's now gone. Um, you know, a lot of people see these mushrooms. They look like stepping stones that go kind of spiral around a tree. I, I forget what tree this is. Um, they're usually white or beige. I want to say to maybe a light pink. You know, and, and everyone say, "Oh, it's Amanita," or it's Golden Teachers. I would, I would say, kind of more looks like the Golden Teachers to me when it, depictions yeah. of these. Um. So yeah, after they ate this, they had nine hours to fear, to walk around, to awe, to do this. They hear God walking, they hide themselves, but they had donned on clothes, right? So they took this fleshy, soft bark that was as soft as silk, and they put on, they made clothes out of it. So when God walks up, he's like, wow, why are you wearing clothes, man? Then he realizes, wow, they ate from this, you know, but how'd they get there? Can we talk about that real quick? How come how sure. come Eve was like, whoa, I want I'm gonna go ahead and eat that tree? Let's talk about the that old serpent. Everybody that loves to serpent. hate, everybody loves to blame. You know, it's all God's plan Samuel. until it goes wrong, right? <laughs> so let's talk about Samael, Satan, Leviathan, whatever you guys want Satan. to call it. Shiatin. Yeah, El Shiatin. Good old Lucifer, the huh? The adversary, the great adversary, right? Which was God's right hand man. <clears throat> So let's talk about – there are so many different versions of, of, of Lucifer or Satan. Satan is, is the most prevalent name used in that. Um, the only – here's my little tiff. I'm going to say this really quick. Satan is a title. It means yes. the adversary. It is a job title, like police officer, judge. So anybody can hold this title. So Lucifer. basically – Correct. Lucifer was the main one. He was the main advocate for God. That was his name. He was advocating God and God's law. If you broke his law, he would point his finger and tell you, or tell everybody what you did wrong in the court of God. Okay, the defense attorney was Michael. Simple as that. That's all it was. It's a title. So is he a bad guy? No, he's doing what God wants him to do. That's what that is. Later on, we have all these things attributed to Satan. You know, he becomes the the trash can for. All these religions that Christianity was taking apart, dissecting, and melding with their religion, and anything they didn't want, that they didn't like, they threw in the wastebasket called Satan. Okay? So, you guys can go through that. Just just like how Christianity made Jenga out of all the other religions, they made Satan out of all these other religions to what we know as Satan today, or what Hollywood portrays for us to believe. All you people in the masses. So, yeah. That's what that is, man. I mean, that's pretty, pretty straightforward. So let's go back to Satan here. So Satan wants to get inside the Garden of Eden. He wants to go talk, but he knew he can't just walk up in there. So he went and he asked a bunch of animals, hey man, can I ride on your back? Can I can I meld with you? Can I can I get inside of you and you fly in there? And the bird said no. And they go through a whole list of all these different animals that don't exist no more, or you know, who are they? What are these animals? they there. Sometimes there's a the boar. The boar was the last one to kind of try to gore him. And he's like, all right, forget it. So he goes over and he asks something else. And then he finally gets in by riding on the back of this animal. And then he has the help of the snake, of the serpent. In other stories, he becomes the serpent and walks into the Garden of Eden. Notice I said walk.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: So in other stories, the serpent had two arms and two legs and spoke. And could speak. Correct. And he was just there. He was already in the Garden of Eden doing his business. What, it, what that is, they don't never tell you. But he can freely walk around in there because he was just one of the other animals. Um, and the end of this, <clears throat> well, I'll break that down. So basically he goes in there, he tells Eve, hey, what's up? This is what it is. You know the whole story. God doesn't want you to eat from there because he doesn't want you to become like him. That's all. But wouldn't he want you to understand more? And kind of whispers in her ear. And this is where you get the famous, you know, the picture of Eve standing before the tree with the apple and the serpent wrapped around over her shoulder and whispering. This is where we get the that old devil on our shoulder whispering to our ears. So basically, they go through this and um, <clears throat> she eats from it. And immediately she takes a bite and immediately her eyes are opened. And Adam walks up and sees his half-eaten fruit. We're just going to call it fruit. Because before the apple came along, they always uh, they would always denote it as a fruit, the tree from uh, the fruit from the tree. So here she's eating it. and in this part in some, in some parts they do talk about how many seeds were in it that there was a lot. This is why a lot of people think it was a pomegranate. So the pomegranate has all these seeds in it, you know that it's everywhere um, But you know it varies depending on what time period it is and what region of the world that it's coming from. So he sees this fruit half eaten, and she says, "Wow, oh my, oh my goodness, you have to eat this." And from her expression after eating it, as he's walking up on her, he's compelled to do so. He's like, "Well, yeah, I mean, you're not dead, and you have this look on on your face, like, wow." You ever see somebody like have an experience, and they're not even looking at you, and they're they're, they're having experience and emotion rage through them. And he sees this and he's like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, I'm going to eat that too. And he eats it. And immediately he, he realizes what's going on. Oh my God, I can see, I, I, I know now. So long story short, God comes walking down, sees them, they flip out, you know, in those nine hours and he expels them. He says, you can't be here no more because I believe you're going to eat from the tree of knowledge. And he confronts Satan and he says, hey, you did what you did and now I'm, I'm done with you. Now you can't be here no more. You can't walk in here. So he punishes Satan. Satan gets expelled. Boom. He gets booted out. Then he turns to this serpent, and he's like, you, I'm going to take away your speech because you talked to her, and you convinced her. Yes, Satan helped you, but you were his, you were his uh, conduit. So I'm going to take away your speech, your arms, and your legs. You will crawl on the ground and eat what? And eat dirt. dirt, eat dirt. Yep. Right. So, really jacked up. The, ser- the serpent's like, damn. <laughs> you know, think about it, man. You have a being that's superior chose to you. Poorly. Yeah, yeah. He chose poorly. But it's kind of unfair because imagine you walk onto like a, a playground of kids and then like you whisper to some kid, hey, go punch that kid, go do it. You know, that kid doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, he should probably know not to punch anything, punch another kid or hurt another kid, but he has an older person that probably knows more than him, and he's just taking on good faith. So it's kind of messed up, you know? In other stories uh, from the worlds before uh, the Hebrew world and and the construct of the Bible and stuff like that, you have brothers of humanity, the ant brothers, the snake brothers, uh, scorpion brothers. I mean, they break it down. All these other beings that were out that could speak and, and had knowledge and would help the human brothers out. Um, we'll get into that in another another episode, um, which I would love to do. Anything that's antediluvial I would like to talk about. Uh, but they break that down, you know. They break down uh, him getting in trouble, him being expelled, him now crawling on the floor and eating dirt. So now we get to Adam and Eve. They get expelled. So as they're walking through, the doors of Eden are shut. This is shut, shut, shut. I cannot tell you how many texts I've read talking about them being expelled to where there's no physical way back to Eden. Even if they wanted to, even if they tried, even if they had help from the angels, they cannot get back to Eden. It's not because there's a law or commandment, which there is, because God said no more. So here we come to the fiery angel, right? This cherub, or the just angel or creature, or whatever version you're going to read where he has a double-edged sword. Sometimes he has a sword and a spear. Other times it's just a sword with a double edge facing in every direction and has flames coming off of it. A lot of people believe, or a lot of sages and mystics and, you know, the 70 wise men that broke this down, you know, they believe there was an angel. Other people believe that it was a comet that came, hit the ground, and created a mass catastrophe on the world. And the area of Eden became flooded. Nowadays, science is kind of compelling this story because we know where the Garden of Eden, where all the rivers intersect, right? The Gishon and all that, and and all the different rivers. We know now that where they actually all meet is underwater. And we know that way back in the day, this area where they all met, where the four rivers met, it was fruitful. It had fields, it had all kind of beautiful stuff there, and people did live there. So a lot of people believe that this, this, this is source of, is where they used to live, and all that's underwater, you know, thousands of years ago. Um, and then this also, where'd they go? You know, after they get expelled, the first place they have to go is they climb a mountain, right? Yes. Yes. So they're climbing a mountain because most likely the waters were rising. So now they have to leave. So the story goes, they leave. They're distraught, you know. They're they're super afraid, you know. And then I just want to point this out too: the time frame between Eve being made and them eating from the tree of of knowledge is pretty short in their terms. He did not know Eve, and when they say he did not know Eve, they did not copulate, didn't have sex or anything. Do
1: them nasty,
2: right? Well. he did get in trouble with his last girl, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you see all these, you know, I, I, I call these, these things truth echoes. You know, like if, if something here is, is truthful, you know, at least it's, it's going to coincide with the story. It should reflect off itself and with other other truths, you know, and they start the, reflecting each other.
1: Correct. But there's also a, a kind of a, a miscommunication that I saw here. Where There's a, quite a few, says, my friend. Now, Adam now Adam and Eve were virgins, but technically Adam wasn't. He's
2: not. No, he is not.
1: Into Pound town.
2: Correct. They did it frequently. They did it just like the animals. They watched the animals. Exactly. That's how they learned how to do it. So he they, knew, mm-hmm. right? He knew what was up for sure.
1: Know, but now they were virgins because this is the mm-hmm. new story of a man, male and female. Correct.
0: He was given. He was birds. given the victory outreach card. He signed it. <laughs> oh my
2: God! <laughs> Damn, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, know-
3: James. So, going back to the going back to the waters. Um, yeah,
2: the waters rising.
3: So, re- just the waters in general, and, and the gates. And you were talking about the gates. Apparently, whatever was going on in Eden, even though there was the guard at the gates with the flaming sword. Mm-hmm. Um, the waters flowed out of Eden into the area where Adam and Eve were at because they went to those waters and Adam was like, we can't bathe in that. We can't drink it because it comes out of Eden. That's where we were. And God has said that we were not allowed to be in Eden, so we can't partake of these waters. And so like... The stories I was reading was, like, so many times, like, Adam, like, killed himself. Yes. And God's like, nope, you're alive.
1: Sorry, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So you, <laughs> you, you, you get where, like, he's yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> not,
3: I'm not eating, I'm not drinking, I'm dead, and God's like, nope, you're alive. Yes. He's like, I throw myself off a cliff, and God's like, nope, nope. you're alive. Uh, I drowned myself. Nope. waters, and he talked about the waters flowing out of Eden and that they yeah. couldn't. Touch those waters. Yeah. So obviously there was some guilt factor about water coming. For
2: sure. Uh, the water is a reoccurring theme um, of not going back, which I'm going to talk about with literally with the cave of treasures. Um, so again, you, this is this truth echo that you start seeing this this repeating pattern that it's 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 always going back to this story that they never fully tell you. Or there's amnesia, or something, but you see the same thing over and over and over and over. You know, as water being a barrier, or water being uh, transportation, or cleansing, or not cleansing. In, in this case, you know. Um, so you're talking about them killing themselves. So yeah, uh, my favorite, my favorite uh, part about them killing themselves. I know that it's not morbid or anything, but it's the angels that <laughs> are assigned to watch them. They're, They're- like God. Damn it, they killed themselves again. And there's a part where the angels are like, you go tell them, man. I told God last time. And God tells them, like, keep them alive. And, and then. You got the, one job, man. They, they, I swear, man, these yeah. angels, like, do a cough. And, like, Adam's dead again. Damn it. And then they're like, dude, he did it again. again. And they got to go tell God because they need the okay to revive it to where God's like, no, just keep doing it. To where Adam does it, and he comes back, and he's angry. And he's like, no, I want to show God I'm sorry. I'm going to do it again.
1: Die, man! Yeah,
2: dude. He like, he, he does this thing where, lamenting—I talked about this before in other episodes—where he pulls his hair out, he, he grabs dust or dirt and throws it in his hair, slams yeah. his chest— throws himself on the ground, rams himself in the trees was, and rocks. There was a
3: lot of chest pounding, that's for sure. Right, like, like
2: apes, like apes. When they get angry and they show bravado to scare other the people, they throw dust on themselves, they throw rocks around, they knock down bushes and stuff because he's trying to create a scene because he knows he's being watched. I find this to be one of the most fascinating things is that he knows and can see the angels. and He knows he's being watched. So when he wants attention, he wants to talk to God— he throws a temper tantrum, which is really crazy if you think about it. And this is what he does. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna
3: to comment on that when we get closer to the end, James, because that's my – I have a whole takeaway from the
2: stories that I got into. So as we no, get no worries, to the end, my friend. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, okay. So okay, where are we at here? So he, they, uh, they die quite a few times. Um, uh, Eve drowns herself. Um this is where I want to kind of talk about going back to our last episode uh, where you have Inanna standing in the waters where she catches a tree, which is the tree of knowledge, um, which kind of ties into Eve standing in the waters. Um, they're they're echoing similar stories again. Mm-hmm. And whether this was filler from these people who were transcribing the, these stories and copying them over and over and over and over and it's over. It's all filler. Right. You know, where, where we you have to remember... There were large tracks that were missing, you know, Um, and usually it was from widespread catastrophe that happened, a world catastrophe that happened numerous times. This is what where man has his amnesia numerous times. You know, we got into a scuffle. We got knocked out. Then we come back. It's like, yeah, I don't know what happened, man. And sometimes we kind of forgot what happened prior to that. Not just what happened. We were knocked out, but what happened prior And then some other civilization has a piece of that, and we take that, and we go, hey, that fits into our story, and we we piece it together. Again, it's Jenga. This -hmm. is something that you all, whoever's listening right now, I I guarantee you there are people out there, this guy's a blasphemer. He's a heretic. I may be that. (laughs) Uh, But go and do your research. This is half the reason why I do this, is to have you guys say, nay, I'm going to go look that up. And I guarantee you, half of those, half of those people are going to be like, oh, damn. Okay. You may not agree with me, but you cannot disagree with what's written there. Again, many times I've done this in lecture. I've done this in episodes. This is not my opinion. It's not my belief. It's not what I practice. This is what is written out there. And I challenge all of you who do not believe me to go read these things. Educate yourselves. I get it. It's not canon. I get it. But read This is what you know. When these 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 elders in AD seventy in the Council of Nicaea, this is everything that they were reading Coptic texts, you know, Gnostic, all these all these different things. They were well aware of all these things. These were common amongst themselves, and all they wanted to do was to have a core, core canon books that everybody would agree on because there was so much infighting in the church. So it wasn't like, these are heretical. No. It's that this is what we're going to agree on. And if you're over there in that country and you have those other stories that go around it, that's cool. But these are the core ones. This is what we believe. And later on, they started fighting more and they just started saying, forget all the other books. We're going to stick with with the 66 books that are canon, uh, which they decided on. So let's get back to Adam and Eve. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Let me get... let me get into this a little bit, James, and, sure. and get your perspective on it. So the so the arrangement of the cave, yes, their apartment. It was described. It was described as the north was the wall. So very much, I mean, if you think about this from the perspective of masonry, it was dark in the north because they were against the they were against the north side. On That's the south that echoes, side was yes. the. Gold. On the south side was the gold. I believe in the east was the the frankincense. Myrrh. Maybe it was a, either way. East, right, myrrh. East and, and west was one, yeah. frankincense and myrrh. <clears throat> and then on the outside of the cave, where God had provided the figs for them to have sustenance, and they didn't want to eat it, they were planted in the dirt. So two giant... Fig trees grew on the outside of the cave. So you have two fig trees on the outside of the cave. Mm-hmm. You have the gold in the south and the myrrh and the frankincense on the east and the west side. Mm-hmm. So talk about that.
2: Okay, awesome. I can absolutely talk about that. Um, I'm really glad you brought that up. So we're going to continue our, our, our conversation here about the fig tree, right? So who would I say was always okay. holding this, right? The gods. And they live forever or for a longer time period. Can we get a uh, an age? Do you guys know how old Adam was when he died?
3: I don't know, but I remember that in, when I was reading, God continued to tell Adam that the contract, basically that the, the covenant that he had broken was going to be 5,500 years. So wasn't Adam something yeah. like 930 and something years?
2: 930. Okay, yeah. Perfect. So he was 930 years when he died. And we're going to we're going to go break that down too. I really want to break down him uh passing and what they did with his body. It's very very specific. Um so basically real quick, he's 930 years old and you're saying that there was two fig trees planted outside there. So although that he got expelled, God didn't want to just banish him and that's it, you're done. Like he wanted to continue His idea and his agenda for Adam and Eve. And this is something that you see continuing on. So here, the fig trees, that's what they're eating. So it goes, you know, in in the Cave of Treasures specifically, they said that in Eden, they ate bread and they eat all this other stuff and meats and stuff like this. And they wine and they dined, which is kind of weird because who's making bread? Right. (laughs) Are they making bread in there? I mean, oh, damn. They didn't even know anything yet. And they're eating bread. No, they're being supplied. So they're being fed by the angels, by the Elohim, Um, which is crazy to think about. It's like they're literally, they're puppies in a playpen and they're being fed. You know, they weren't feeding themselves. I mean, they were eat fruit and stuff, but they're eating, you know, all these other stuff. So when they get kicked out, yes.
1: The truth about knowledge isn't really knowing everything. It's just being self-conscious. Right. Because it's not like they, they walked out as, you know, electrical engineers and figured no, out how to build No, no. The they were just aware
2: now. Uh, they yeah. were aware.
1: They were just conscious. That's all.
2: I, I, I want to I just, because Mike's bringing this up, I believe, this is my belief, I don't like that word believe, but just for argument's sake here, that when they ate this, this is the, the symbology, this is, you know, symbolic of a man leaving his parents' home. You know, so this is all very similar. You have him with his girlfriends and his flings growing up as a man, a young man, sowing his royal oats, going through having breakups, his heart broken because Adam cried and whined. You know, he won his girl. Oh, my God, this is the end of the world. You know, I'm the first girlfriend I broke up with. I'll never find anybody for the rest of my life. And then we end up finding the one. And then we change our ways, right? Things become different. Like, wow, it's love. Oh my God, this is real love. And we have love reciprocated back to us, which creates a whole new thing. So we think that we're a new human being. We want to start over. So now I'm holy now, right? I don't, I don't do all those, I don't go out to boys, the four o'clock in the morning, strip clubs and all this other stuff. I don't do that no more. I'm holy now. I have a wife now in the eyes of God. So I'm gonna start over like a virgin. So hence we have Adam and Eve now as, as virgins. Because now they're holy in God's eyes, they're married, you know, however you want to look at that. Um, and then what happens when you find a girl that you really love and you want to marry her? You move out of your parents' house, or before then, so to speak. You know, so, But literally, you're leaving the family unit to create your own family. And so they're leaving, and, and now they're together, and now they're doing that, and they have some hard time. Now they have their first, first house. Just like how you do any any male and female that get together, or any couple, you know, it's 2022, any couple that come together now they want to move out of their parents' house or they want to move in together, that's a big step. And now they need to get married and they move in together, and now they have set up shop somewhere else. They kind of want to have some distance, but they don't leave them, right? You don't leave your mom and dad or your family, you still visit them now. Now you come back as a man and or woman or, or a couple that's now together, and they come back and to their family and look at what I created now, you know, and now they view you not as the little boy, the little girl, you're an adult now. And this is them, an adult trying to live on their own. Um, so let's go back to the fig trees. They're there and they're eating. This is where we kind of see Adam was 930 years old when he perished, you know, when he finally succumbed to death. When you see Adam now face death, everybody, everybody, after Adam now has a shorter lifespan and a shorter lifespan and a short it's still 800 something freaking years Enoch was 865 years when God took him and he was not he just didn't exist no more he vanished okay it's because those fig trees which is the craziest thing because he goes I don't want you to eat from this tree so I gotta kick you out but why would he plant that fig tree that's the weirdest How thing. You put that there. Right. This is why I think it's it's the Eden was destroyed. So if you go back and this is good, everyone's like, well, you can't cross biblical stuff with Sumerian stuff. Uh, you know, same, same, right?
1: you can. We'll right.
2: So a lot of the gods were really upset at what took place. And they said, hey, man, you're in charge of this and you failed. Like you can't fail again because then they'll know. And then now they know what we do and how to use our stuff, we can have that because that, that could be that, that tips the tide for us. So a lot of people think, or a lot of the scholars or people who read Sumerian texts that Eden was literally destroyed by the other gods. They said, no, you went too far. You did this. You weren't supposed to do this. We're supposed to have workers and we have workers to till the ground to actually mine. And here you took workers and, And you experimented on them, and now you have a mutant worker that's super smart. Now, if you give that worker who's super smart, who can now speak, who can read, and now use tools that are not the tools that we gave them to till, what's going to happen to us? What if they walk and talk like us? What if they think like us? What if they use our weapons against us? We can't have that. So they demolished Eden, uh, most likely. That's what this fiery serpent was, the fire in the sky. You let your minds run wild with that one. Uh, There's the ill wind and everything that comes with it. And basically, they can never go backwards. They had to go away from it. Just like when they uh, saw Megamora, they had to go away from it. And what happened to Saw was What's the first place they went in saw Gomorrah Cave.
3: They're- it's interesting, James, that you mentioned that the serpent originally had arms and legs, which we know. And, you know, that's... Um, Almost, almost a correlation to a dragon, I would say. And right. I've noted that I've noted that um, I believe it was Graham Hancock that made the connection that in ancient texts or ancient cultures, that the dragon was
2: correlated with wisdom, the comet, with the, oh, comet. the comet, yeah, and wisdom. They're oh. always tied. They're always tied. So here you have a serpent on the tree of <laughs> tree of knowledge. You have a dragon who's always like, oh, we have a mystical quest. We got to go speak to a dragon. You know all this stuff is even in Skyrim. Come on, man. So <laughs> yeah. you know, so you you have this uh, and the comet. Yeah, a, a the comet. Correct. So major damage. Exactly. <laughs> um, also, uh, the comets were a fiery sword in the sky. So in medieval times, this is what they were depicted as: um, it was either an ill omen, pun intended, or uh, it was a uh, a sign. You know, if, if there was a child being born, it was something crazy. Like, I'm like, who's this child going to be? It's gonna be something important in the future. But it was considered to be a a fiery sword in the sky, or the tail of a dragon, or a dragon flying around. Um, but it's all the same thing. Here you have these primordial fears of man this is something else i want to get into for another episode um why do we all have the same fears why do we all fear the same thing this primordial neanderthal fear that we all share you know it's all embedded in our dna so this is we'll get into dna memory and stuff for another episode but bear. yeah bear uh, saber tooth tiger fire <laughs> you know this is I think all I the can same thing monsters I think in I can the dark a correct a little when we do close this one, head towards the james yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So here we have the fiery serpent. We have all that. We have the figs. So we have them eating. Um, is there any other way where you guys want to go with so, this? So
1: what about gold, what about the
2: what about the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh? Okay, where so are we going gold, with that? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So this is this was uh, basically this is directed by Adam. Adam was directed to do this because Adam is in commune or speaking with angels and others that are out there. Um, this is really cool. Right. So. Adam is not just some dude, you know? Adam is not normal. He he's not like us. You have to keep in mind imagine you keep photocopying a photo over and over and over and over. It's going to fade. Right. And this is what's happening. That's the original. Correct. So, you know, this is where uh this is where we get into where God says I'm a limit man to 123 years you know and that's way down the line cuz you got Enoch at 865 I mean 865 365 so from Adam to Enoch you can see the diminishing lifespan of humans and I'm going to talk about the humans that are on the the mount that ha, the mountain that has the cave of treasures because we're going to get into talk about humans that are on there you know so we we have the whole cave of treasures we have him there the myrrh incense and um frankincense, myrrh, what's the other one here? Gold. Gold. So this was said to be kept in the the cave of treasures. So let's talk about the cave of treasures proper, the actual facility. So you talked about the two trees on the outside. Again, echoing the two trees in the Garden of Eden. So what do we all do? We take a piece of home with us, we get our first apartment. Here we go. And this is God put that there. It wasn't Eden, they didn't take anything. Um, I wanted to let you all know too that-
3: Mom and dad give us a
2: little piece yeah. of something. dishes you know yeah. <laughs> something i mean uh, this yeah. is all everybody can relate to this every everybody right now is going oh yeah yeah i got this and i got that so you know so they're out there there's also a, a lantern that's burning in there which is pretty crazy i want to talk about that too and uh the lantern was very specific um to be lit at all times forever um I believe it was to keep the others out. So let's talk about the cave proper here. So the cave is at the top top of the mountain, the very top. And there's a cave, uh, an opening at the very top of this mountain, and they go in there, and there's sanctuary. It's literally a sanctuary to keep the others out. So they're up on top of this mountain. It's extremely hard to get up there. Uh, it's not a, 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 just a path that's, that's up there. Um, and they have ground and... On this mountain, there's land up there, so it's not like there's just the tip of a mountain and they're stuck in a rocky crevice or anything. There's land, there's fields they can plant stuff, they can grow grow food and stuff like that. Um, talking about the food, so they went from eating the meat and 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 bread and stuff to eating greens, to eating mm-hmm. uh, almost a vegetarian diet, uh, probably with small game and stuff like that. But they talk about eating greens and making soup out of greens and veggies and like salads almost, because that's what that's what they eat. They're eating. Um, and the figs. So you have all this being eaten, you have the cave of treasures being up there, the cave of treasures, the land, the soil that the actual cave is on, the fallen angels that are there, because they're there. This is the first this is in between the first fall and the second fall. Okay. First fall was pride, second fall was lust. So here you have all these angels that chose to leave heaven because they were in disagreeance, which is weird. And I'm and I going to say this. They chose, oh, but angels don't have, you know, choice like we do. We have choice. That's the difference. Well, how could Lucifer do what he did if he didn't have choice? And then the argument in that is that he was commanded by God, that he kept God's law the whole entire time, and God made a mistake. But he
3: broke it. He didn't. didn't. he break it?
2: No. Hmm. God made a boo boo. God, God God makes a, a, a conundrum quite a few times. Um, in His perfect right, well, He says, "Worship He's Me first, <laughs> for I am a jealous God." He doesn't care if you worship other gods; He just wants to be worshipped first. Um, and this is in any King James version of the Bible, any Bible you want to go read. Um, so basically, where was I? So. So where's the, uh, so let's go
3: back. Let's go back to the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. What is the, what's the importance of those? Why were those set up in the cave
2: on the south, east, and west? Let's go there, James. So there are so many different versions of this. Um, It's really hard to pinpoint exactly why, which one you want to take as the authentic one, the reasons behind it. There's, there's quite a lot. There's theories from ancient times to modern times and what this is. And um, a lot of what
3: did the what did the three mages that came to Yeah, that, bring? That's exactly what they brought.
2: That's exactly what they brought. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the, they came from Shaldea. They're Shaldean uh, sorcerers. Let's just say what they are. They were wise men, they were sorcerers. They came from the land of Shaldea, which were all the magic came from. Uh, They had all the mystic uh, teachings. But what were they following, Ron? What were the wise men following? The star? A star? A shooting star? You mean the comet? Maybe a comet, right? It was a comet, just like... yeah, dragon? That's right. Just like an Eden. And here you go. So every time this comet shows up, you have frankincense, myrrh, and it's also showing a sign of a huge change. So you have a comet, they get kicked out. You have a comet, it's a wise man or something happening. They're following the star because they know something's about to happen. And in this case, they were waiting for a prophecy to happen. So you'll, you'll see the signature of God repeated over and over. It's either a rainbow in the sky, makes a covenant with uh, Moses. Yeah, I'm sorry, with Noah. Or it's either a signature of you did bad or something's going to happen or a big change of a comet in the sky is usually what you see his other signature is. You know, we have a... Uh, a normal uh, printed version, and then we have our hand signature, you know? (laughs) Two different signs there. Um, True. But the frankincense, myrrh, and gold, um, really when you look at it, Noah had this also on on the Ark. When Noah, the first thing that Noah did, once the Ark landed and he broke the door open because it was sealed, so once he cracked that thing open, he came out, the first thing he did was he barbecued. He gave a sacrifice yeah. to the gods, to, to God, and he put frankincense and myrrh and stuff on there with a sweet swell, a sweet smelling incense. That's what it was on there with a sacrifice, which was everyone wants to say it was a sheep. Most likely it was a goat.
3: So, talking about sacrifice in the book of Adam and Eve, I, I remember reading about the blood sacrifice that Adam provided to God. So uh, talk about it. You know, it's really it's really interesting that that blood sacrifice that he provided became almost the the quintessential point of sacrificial you know, connections with God within the Torah and the the ancient Hebrews.
2: Right. And the Jewish Jewish religion. So there's a lot. So some people will talk about this and say, why would he do that? Why would God want blood? This, this and that. Yeah. Then, okay. so I'm gonna go back to Adam was not normal. Right. So there were other humans that were already out there. Thanks. Right. But he's different. He looks different. They can pick him out. You know, if he was in a crowd, which there was no crowd, but you know, he looks different. When. Adam was sending his prayers or his sacrifice. When he would add his blood, his blood was unique. This was his signature to God. Mm-hmm. So God goes, yep, that's you. Yep, that's you. And this is where we go, oh, that's that's stupid, that's ridiculous. Well, we have royal lineages for a reason, right? Keep the blood, the blue blood, blue blood, right? They keep intermarrying. DNA. and stuff. So, it's the DNA, right? correct. It's a DNA. It's, it's a thumbprint. It's to say who you are for sure. Prove it. Here Here goes some blood. You know? Um, And that was really key. And this is something that is echoed throughout all the stories about marrying uh, marrying people, trying to keep this lineage going, who begat who, and the the trace. Oh, the bloodlines. It goes for for forever. Um, So they, they talk about this quite a bit. Um and then later on you, you get um the blood from animals and stuff like that. You know, when they do the animal sacrifice, um, I just believe the animal sacrifice was to let the gods know there's people who want your attention and they're barbecuing. Because that's what they like to eat. When they get into what they eat, they literally eat what the sacrifices are, which is pretty crazy. And God came down and consumed. He consumed Well, even even
3: King Solomon's temple was built with massive freaking huge
2: essential barbecues outside of the It was temple, for bulls, right? yeah. Huge bulls. Yeah, the, 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 the sacrifice, sacrifice the sacrificial the basin. Yeah, this basin that they had, had four huge massive statues of bulls that were holding it up. And it would be filled full of blood. Um, Shout out NoHo, having right. their barbecues. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I want to go back so bad. It's one of the best, <laughs> best meals I've had at a lodge was at NoHo. I'm going to say that. Those guys know how, how to fucking. Burn. They know how to get down mm-hmm. with food. What's up, no ho. Let me know the next time I can be out there. Um, so yes, uh, sacrifice. Sacrifice, and that that's where that goes. And then later on, you know, they get rid of the, the blood sacrifice through through the the story that everybody so knows.
3: Frankincense and myrrh. What's uh, what's up with that, dude? I mean, myrrh, myrrh Supposedly, was it the myrrh that was creates the like kind of. I don't know, sadness. I I remember reading something about sadness in the uh, Book of Adam and Eve with the myrrh. Mm Because the frankincense is more of a... I mean, doesn't frankincense have the properties of creating kind of a
2: a euphoric sense when you burn frankincense? So, so, Okay, so when you're going to talk about stuff like that, this is where you get the uh, the incense burner that you see, like a the yeah, priest like the, the sensor i think it's called a sensor when they're walking yeah, yeah, through yeah. and they're swinging it so a lot of times most people don't realize that uh, there was a hallucinogen effect to that this is where you get the masses of people in churches seeing miracles um, they don't Even do more. this now but this is what was done prior and this is again the game of jenga where you have the christian the christian church the christian church um um, using that using that uh, a, a sensor yeah not yeah but they're, right? they're, not, they're not using the hallucinogen no more but you have all these other religions that were using it and they wanted to incorporate these religions so they had things that were similar for them to have to be more comfortable for an easier transition between whatever pagan religion they were you know utilizing in that area that the Christian uh, church was now trying to dominate economically uh, the minds of the people everything they just moved in and they took them over as a culture.
3: Wasn't it frankincense that was that had those hallucinogenic or at least calming properties?
2: Yes, But the more the more powerful um, side effect um, was disinfectant. So when you have, and again, you would need a lot. If you ever been to like an old school Catholic church, uh, it's like cloud nine there, man. Like, my eyes would burn. Like, I grew up in the Catholic Church, you know? I got uh, kicked out in third grade. That's another story. But, you know, I went back. I did my, holy, I did my uh, confirmation. I did I did everything, you know? I went back, and then they wanted me to teach there, but I said, no, thank you. But, you know, my eyes would burn sometimes. And I'd be like, man, I remember being there with my abuelita, my grandma, and be like, I can't stand this smell, you know? <laughs> like, it's like, I can't breathe, and I have allergies. Like, this sucks. But uh, a lot of the times... You know, it was a way to get bugs out of where you were at, and w- what's next to godliness? Bless you.
1: Oh, thank you. Sorry.
2: What's next to g- what's next to godliness? Clean- Cleanliness. Cleanliness, right? Yeah. And this was get just that a- dirt, shit right? Out there. Right. So you know, you you would smoke out whatever's in there. This is something why, you know, they talk about witches and they always got incense burning. Well, because they knew what it did. It, the bacteria doesn't like that and stuff like that. You would need a lot of it, obviously. And for a prolonged period, you know, it's like a smoke bomb. You know, get rid of like cockroaches and fleas from your home, you know. Right. But they would do that. They would actually have that. Um, I can do a whole episode on things they would use to get rid of insects. You have like the cinnamon stick, which is the broomstick for the witches. And they really just had that to. To clean clean the home and stuff like that, um, and for other other properties and stuff, why they hang in the back of the doors and stuff. But you know, you have <clears throat> these properties. You know, people. Ron, you, you were talking about the sadness and stuff like that. People attribute that to like the tree of life, like the um, all like the chakras and stuff like that, and different psychedelic, uh, psychode- uh, psychic things, and and different things. It's attributed to so many different things. We'd have a whole episode on that. Um, it, it goes on forever. Do um, so you guys have anything else? You guys are really, really proud of you guys, man. You guys really read this mur,
1: stuff. Myrrh means death and mourning. That's what it's for. It's, it's given to you at the time oh, of death.
3: Right. So myrrh, the myrrh had the connotations of sadness and sorrow from what I was
2: Lamenting, reading. Lamenting, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also embalming because they would use that. So the, the people who would take care mm-hmm. of the bodies would burn this for the smell as well.
1: Interesting. What you got, Mike? I'm gonna find this Frank who who made this incense.
2: <laughs> oh, it's a good times, good times. So,
1: uh, like going back to the cave, um, we we now know that those three things were there for the the reasons you gave, right? Right. But outside of the cave, was there specific? Beings coming to talk to Adam. Yeah, yeah.
2: So we'll talk about that. So we got uh angels would come and go. They would they would talk to Adam. And uh so Adam was really distraught for a long, long, long time because he's like I fucked up. <laughs> you know, like damn. You know what I'm saying? Like he he I'm mad, his whole world shattered. And he's the only one of his kind really, besides Eve. Who's something like him, right? And he's like, "Damn, this, uh, my other half is out there running around doing something he doesn't know." You know oh, that, that's Lilith. Think about all that, man. That's got to be that's got to be like heavy setting for him. You know, like, damn. So here we got. She's free. She's free. Well, is, is she really free? For? You know, she had she fled to the where the fallen angels angels were at, which was the Dead Sea. And that's the main area they were at. You know, that's where they first kind of congregated. But she fled there for protection. So she really wasn't free. She had to go there because that was the only location she can go to defend herself from the three angels that were coming, from God trying to get her to pull her back there, and she didn't want to go back there. For her own reasons, right? Which they don't talk about. Which, according to the three angels, they left her alone because she had the law of God on her side, which no one ever talks about. That's a whole story. It's missing, man. They burn that Mm -hmm. stuff. So, um, so here we have Adam. So basically what ended up happening in Adam and Eve dwelled in this cave and did not have sex for like, was it 80 years, 30 years. I I forget the exact number. Um, Blue ball. Oh yeah, man. He didn't do nothing because he was so distraught. Right. And eventually after this time period, uh, he did take her down, and he didn't do it in the cave. He took her down to like a field, like the lower part of the, of the mountain. And then they knew each other for the first time. Because, you know, probably the angels like, like, you guys should probably have kids. <laughs> but uh, so they ended up having kids. But let's talk about uh, who was coming to visit Adam, you know. So Adam was so distraught, he would not sleep inside the cave of treasures with Eve. Because he didn't want to know her, because he didn't want to fuck up, like what he did with Lilith. This is, I mean, it has to be. He was terrified. Um, so he would sleep on top of the cave. So he would go up there, and he'd meditate. And in different versions, um, he'd meditate, literally meditate, and or pray. You know, they always change that around. Uh, but he would float. He'd go up there and he'd float. He'd do all kind of weird stuff because he was learning from the angels. He was so, vegan. I'm sorry?
1: He was vegan.
2: He was vegan. He was a vegan man from... Uh, <laughs> from Oh, that one movie. Oh, that's great. That's not vegan? Um, So, yeah, he was, like, floating up there and doing his thing. He would sit there and meditate and ponder how he screwed up. But he would get visitors, and he actually enjoyed talking to them. So, Cave of Treasures, the fallen angels that were out there, out and about, there's lesser ones, there's greater ones, you know. But they would come there, but they could not actually go on the Cave of Treasures. They could not go on the mountain. For some reason, they couldn't step foot, but they can go to where this place was at. That wasn't on the mountain, but it was close to the mountain and they would talk to Adam from there. Like they knew how far they can get to it, how, how close they can get to it before they would get, uh, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you what would happen to them if they went on there. Maybe the angels will come down, smite them or, or what have you. I do know there's a, a spot where they're talking to Adam about all kind of things. Adam's asking him questions. What happened? What's going on? Like... What happened on your end? Blah, blah, blah. And they're talking and the Elohim show up and they split. So Adam's in mid-conversation and the other the fallen angels just dip out. They're gone. And he's like, man, what happened? That's rude. And then these angels come down.
3: Everybody's bullshitting around the fucking water cooler and the boss shows
2: up and they're like Ex- fucking. Exactly. Exactly. And they all bail, right? And Adam's like, damn, what the hell? And they tell Adam, like, you know who they are? He's like, yeah, I know who they are, but we're just talking. Like, why? how come I can't talk to them? Like, I'm not breaking God's law, I'm not doing anything, I know they're wrong, but they come, they talk to me. And they would come almost every night, because they wanted to whisper in his ear. This is something that's going to echo, again, this echo of truth that we're going to see later on um, from the children of Cain, um, most likely taught from these angels as well. Well, literally, they were taught from these angels. So, we have here, Adam's up there, and he's talking about this, you know, talking about them, will happen. they're talking about different arts and, and stuff like that, uh, just like what they taught to Lilith. Probably not so much in-depth and probably not so much hands-on because they had this gap, so he can only get so much. But he was also learning from the other angels, the Elohim that would come down, and God wanted him to learn this stuff. He had this lantern. where does lantern come from? This lantern they talk about, but they don't talk about, did he build it? Did he get it? And, and other ones, they kind of allude that he built it. How do he how do he build that? How do you know how to do that? Because he knew already knew stuff. What he has, he has blueprints in his head. No, he was being taught. Um, so just to allude to that, that he was being taught, there was a book. Um, and they 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 different people, different groups, kind of argue what this is. You know, you have uh, you have uh, the Hebrews who uh, you know the. The Hebrew faith that would, it would say that it's the Sohar, the Book of Radiant Light, right? That Noah had, that he that he had the schematics that, and the know-how to build the Ark of the Covenant, which is going to tie into this too. So, the Ark of the Covenant he was building, but they also call it the Book of Adam. So Adam had this book, and Adam did read and learn from it, which is pretty cool, and he did get it from an angel. And this was given to him, so he he... I think this was given to him because all these other fallen angels were talking to him, they're like, man, we got to set him right. You know, he's learning this, but we got to let him know what's up. So he did have a book. He did have this stuff, you know. Um, So this lantern, so he's up there floating around, talking to all these angels and stuff like that about various things, man. Uh, a lot of times he's just sad. He's weeping. And he's up there because he doesn't want to be in the cave with Eve because he doesn't want to know her. Um, And later on, he does eventually go and do It's 30 or 80 years. I forget how long it is. He goes down, he actually ends up knowing her, and he has children. So he has uh, Cain first. Cain and uh, Lulua, I believe her name is, or I can never pronounce it correctly. Labuda. La Buddha. There you go. So she was She was pretty. She was his twin, okay? So Cain, if anybody does not know this, uh, Cain was born with a twin. This is twin-twin, as in they were in a tummy at the same time. He was born first. She was born after him. They were alive for a while. I want to say that there was a two-year difference between, two or three-year difference between Cain and Abel, Cain being the older brother. So Cain's born, living his life, everything's great. Abel's born about three years later, and it's great. And Abel was born with a twin. Again, Abel was with his twin. I don't remember her name. Um, what's, it, what's her name? Helimuth. Helimuth? Helimuth. Okay, so they're born together in the same tummy as Eve born. He's born first. She comes out. And as they grow older, Eve says, you know what? We're going to have you guys marry Cain and Abel. We're going to have you marry each other's sisters because you can't marry your sister that you were in the tummy with. That's too close. Well, Cain didn't like Mm. that. Cain's like, you know what, man? I'm not down with that because I actually get along with with." Her, with my sister more than his sister. And she's way prettier. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, it's like we get along. She, and she oh, actually likes me and oh, I like her. I
3: her. <laughs>
2: yeah. And it's like, and even she didn't want to do it. She's like, no, like, I want to marry him and I want to, you know, have that with him. And they're like, no, no, no you can't do that. And then there goes a the whole offering thing that everybody knows about, right? Cain gave his offering, Abel gave his offering, and God liked his offering better because it was barbecue. That's it. It was just barbecue, man. He chose was the barbecue. It barbecue, or was it seed? No, he he liked Abel's.
3: I mean, a lot of ancient, a lot of ancient offerings. Supposedly the uh, the concept of 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 what? Okay, so when we Masonically, when we talk about um, Solomon sacrificing a hecatomb. And a hecatomb is a hundred head of cattle or Mm -hmm. oxen. And Solomon was a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So why would he sacrifice a hundred head of cattle or oxen? And it has to do... Well, it has to do from the research I've done, it has to do more with spreading the seed, spreading the seed for the fields, the 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 shaft separating the shaft from the seed of the of the wheat and the hundred head that would would be provided. So you're talking about a sacrifice or creating a time where you are, Seeding the field.
2: So, was he seeding? I mean, question. What? I wish I was there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Demon seeding. We don't know. Yeah, yeah that that's like, the thing. Is is in the I'm end, not. in the end, all this talk that we're doing, we don't know.
1: Yes, we don't. We right. don't know. And this you is know? where we do have to stop because that right now, after this, is when Cain and Abel meet and go up the mountain and we know what happens there
3: right well we want to stop there right that's going
2: to be for another episode
1: yeah
2: yeah I hate hey, I can go all night so if you guys want to do so are you saying we're going to do an episode on Cain and Abel I
1: think what we're going to do is Cain and Abel and, and um, the, aftermath? the aftermath and the I, aftermath I
2: think I think that's a good... Yeah. Yeah, I think, good, I think people like that one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a progression from where we're at right now. So... Um, what more do you have, James, before I... I, w- I want to give my takeaway before uh, before we totally end for the evening. But uh, what else do you have for,
2: for the Cave of Treasures? I mean, I can go all night, man. You guys call me the walking, talking, encyclopedia of... The occult and religion. Duh. So I can keep going forever, man. But like I said, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do Cain and Abel. And it came in. We'll, we'll literally just pick up where we left off. And yeah. we'll, we'll break we'll, that we'll, down. We'll, and then basically, the aftermath is the Cain and Abel is pretty short. But it's the aftermath that takes place, which is extremely key into everything else and wh- where we lead to, you know? Because if they stay in that cave of treasures, we would not have a royal lineage and Solomon and all that good stuff and Jesus and everything coming from that divinity and, uh, uh, the David line, David.
3: All right. All right.
2: So So, what's, what you got, Ron?
3: So here's my takeaway from, you know, reading the book of Adam and Eve and then reflecting upon the book of Genesis and the book of Genesis and the book of Adam and Eve being the story of man mankind. And, you know, my reflection was that these are, especially, I had never really thought of the book of Genesis this way until I read the book of Adam and Eve, but the story of man, or mankind, or human, the human story, the human experience I could totally see within the book of Adam and Eve, and then reflecting upon the book of Genesis in the aspect of man's progression through life. I mean, you start out as a baby, you start out being cared for by your parents, and then at some point you get consciousness and you're afraid you're scared. You're scared of the dark. You're scared of the world. You're scared of everything that's happening around you. And you have to continue to build upon your experiences to be able to continue to grow and to be able to continue to Get through life exactly what you were talking about with the whole apartment thing, you know, like like mom and dad give you the the things to help you decorate and 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 grow. So I could totally see this story of Adam and Eve and also the book of Genesis being the story of man or humans from the aspect of our progression through life, we start out as infants where we're being supplied with nourishment from our father, from our mother, from our parents, and then gaining consciousness and growing and being fearful and getting experience, and slowly but surely becoming who we are as man, as mankind, as humans, and becoming a partnership with, you know, whoever we're going to share the rest of our lives with, and continuing to grow and experience this world until... Finally our dying day. That was my takeaway.
2: I I think that is one hundred percent spot on. I tell us everybody, you know, the Bible is there to help people fill in the gaps of what they can't understand, they don't know, they haven't experienced yet, or something like that. Like Ron, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you've experienced having a you know, you're you're a car guy, and I'm not so much of a car guy. You know what I'm saying? So you know all the car stuff. So the car stuff in the Bible you don't need, but maybe all the stuff that you didn't learn that's in there. You're like, "Well, I never even knew that." That's what that is. You know, it's an overall way to live life in a happier and better way, and healthier way. A lot, of, a lot of these things are just things that you you shouldn't do. It's a it's a how to not be part of the Darwin Awards. You know. Let's not do that. These guys all did it, and let's jot that down. <laughs> jot that down. You know, it's a collection of all the do's and don'ts. That's what that is. You know, like I know I shouldn't go murder my neighbor. You know what I'm saying? So why do they teach this? Because some people out there don't know that. There's knuckleheads out there in 2022. Being knuckleheads, some dum dumbs. That's why we have this book, man. That's why we have it is because people don't got their shit together yet. Unfortunately. That's what that is there for, man. That's that's a perfect way to put it, uh, Ron.
1: Agreed. Awesome. I,
2: I second that.
1: <clears throat> so, um, side note, there's some things going on next week, which I believe um, we most of us will be attending I'm still up in the air.
2: Are we talking about the? But we the
1: lecture? have Masonic education at Oxnard Lodge three four one. Uh, the the topic is King Solomon, the Wise and the Magician, presented by Brother Emiliano Noriega Petty from Whittier Lodge, uh, Lodge three two three. They're all shooting over the, to Oxnard. If you're in the Oxnard area. You might want to check this one out. We're going to try to make it out there and be a part of this and see what's going on. Uh, normally, when, you know, I've already been to one of his lectures, they're very good. I really like them. So I highly recommend you go out there make sure you RSVP via IG or get a hold of their large secretary. Yeah, let them know. And, you know. Yeah, let them know you're coming.
2: I will be there and I will be speaking uh, after Emiliano's lecture. He has asked me to go out there and to put my two cents in, so I will be out there speaking, if anybody wants to come out there see us, hang out, talk, be a part of the conversation, because we want this to be a conversation, so after his lecture, it's kind of be almost like an open forum, Uh, I know the the brother Mike will be out there, Samu, he's going to be talking about something, a little bit more, about ceremonial magic, and uh, Emiliano wants me to fill in anything that's left out, so... I will I will be there helping him out with his lecture.
1: Right on. Ron, you got anything?
2: I don't. I wish
3: I could be there. Um, uh, I'm planning on our next secret, super secret social. So Shh. I'll see you guys down there then.
1: <laughs> That's coming up.
3: Coming up, coming ready. up.
1: Get the chips ready and your poker face on, baby. Oh, um, yeah. Other than that, James, you got anything?
2: just want to say what's up to everybody that's listening. Thank you. Without you guys listening, without you guys, your, your likes, your reposts, and everything like that, your support, uh, we can't do what we do, man. So we really appreciate you guys. I want to give a shout out to all the lodges that are out there that are hitting me up for Masonic education. Um, I'm blown away. I uh, just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking on what we're trying to do and realizing that it's worth it. You know, it's worth going and asking Grand Lodge. Hey, can I do this? Ask them, hit them up, man. Create something. This is we we okay. want to create a, a chain reaction, and it's happening. It's out there. It's 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 going, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's unstoppable. Really happening. Yeah,
1: this is it's really happening. We we really like I really like hearing people from lodges saying, "Hey, we started a." our own study group. And we started our own Masonic education or edu- esoteric education, whatever, but it's happening. It's and happening. Great. And it's, it's not happening. just
2: in California. It's across no. the nation. Yes. And I, I think that's yes. a very beautiful thing. I just want to say thank you to all the, the brothers and individuals and people who are out there that, that hit me up and have questions and are asking things. I do help those lodges. I will help you out. Do it. You know, you guys got to do the work, but you know, I'll, I'll help you out any way I can, man. want to say what's up to everybody out there and uh keep seeking man keep keep learning just keep learning awesome A uh shout outs mike
1: shout outs to uh noho lodge shout outs to pan america um last week we had a bowling night which was actually pretty cool it was in the cut of k-town that looked uh, It was fun, and then afterwards, we went to it was closer to my hood um, off of Slauson in the 110 and got some tacos at Tacos Lo, El Guicho. Uh, I saw pictures. Tacos. I was jealous. Bomb, <laughs> I was really Tailgate jealous. Party, I actually zoomed something. I
2: zoomed in on the on the tacos.
1: <laughs> Best tacos you're going to have, dude. That's, that's some pretty damn good tacos right there, man. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to let you guys know when the next one's happening so you guys can roll through. Um, they're open to everybody, but, you know, it's it's cool bowling shit talking, you know watching ADG do his thing, fuck shit to people. <laughs> that was, was yeah. fun. It was good times. Yeah, man. So that's that's basically it for me. Um, other than that, I just I, I look forward to more of these these meetings, more of these this these episodes, more of uh, other other areas. Uh, like for instance, the illumination lectures. Those are back on. But those so are back on. Yes. Pasadena area, check out What's the up, South pass? lectures. We South have a pass. lot of we have a lot going on now. Things are starting to open back up and it's going to get busy, which is good. Yeah. Busy is a good I, thing. I try to
2: go to all the South Path uh South Pasadena lectures. So Yeah.
1: I have got, met some brothers got,
2: out there that were fans too. They were sitting right next to me. They had no idea who I was. I thought it was pretty cool. And then <laughs> they go, "Man, your voice sounds really familiar." I'm like <laughs> I've, and of course I'm like, What do you mean? It's like, wait a minute. What's your name? Where are you from? I'm like, oh, from over there. Oh, you're James from Keepers of the Word. I'm like, Oh wow. <laughs> they recognized my voice. That was kinda of weird. But that uh it
3: happened once twice.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Good times, man. Go check out South it- Pass. Anybody else got anything for closing? I, I
3: want to shout out to uh, to all the gold country uh, lodges up here where I'm at. You know, Hornitos Lodge, Mariposa Lodge, all these guys in this old uh, these these the forty nine er minor frickin' range of OG lodges. That started up here, you know, I mean, I remember when we were at L.A. Harbor, our lodge number was 332 and we had our charter in 1897 or something like that. And there's lodges up here that is like Lodge 33, Lodge 49. So they've been around for a long time. I want to shout out to all of those guys. Um, hey, uh, Brian, I want to hear your shout outs. I'd love your shout outs as usual, please.
0: As usual, shout out to each and every human being out there trying to be a better version of yourself tomorrow than you were today. A big shout out and a huge thank you out to all of our listeners and followers. Um, You guys are the reason why we do this. So thank you very much. Um, Out to all the brothers at Whittier 323 uh, thank you for uh, accepting me. I'm going to be getting some, de- some courtesy degrees over there. So thank you guys. Thank you guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> can't About wait. That.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, or not. Thank you. But a shout out to uh, the brothers at Channel Islands Lodge 214. What up? Love you guys. You guys are awesome. Can't wait to hang out again. Party. Have some drinks. Some tattoos. Um, po- <laughs> poker. Stuff like that. You know. Deba- debauchery. Um shout out to Oxnard Lodge 341. Looking forward to getting out there next week to see you Wednesday. To uh to, yeah, yeah, to see the lecture. Yeah, I'll be there with James as well. Um for you guys who are not aware, we have uh started our Discord server, so um please join that. Check that out if you have not already. Um I think you can just if, if you're already familiar with Discord and you're already on it, I think you can search Keepers of the Word and just try to join it that way. If, if it's not available to you that way, you can go over to our Instagram uh, bio, and we have a link right there that you can click, and that will definitely allow you to join it. If you cannot join it by just simply uh, searching it, please uh, let us know so we can look into that and get that fixed. But um, also... Uh, what we have a new channel inside the Discord server that I'm talking about, and it's for afterthoughts and um, stuff like that for the live show. So you know, as we're signing off right now, maybe you have a thought or something that you wanted to 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 get out, a question something you want we to missed. ask, something that we missed, any any anything like that, any comments, um, put them in that channel, and we will hop over to that. You know later tonight possibly tomorrow there's a few of us so just as the week goes on we, we can continue this discussion there with you guys and with any other people that happen to kind of just stumble on into that channel so um yeah hop over to that and let's 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 keep talking let's let's keep spreading yeah, let's keep the, the light numbers. and the I, information I do
2: respond as much as I can so you we do. are on there we are talking with you guys and we are also accepting episode topic ideas so, if you guys want to hear an episode that you are not hearing, or a topic, or a conversation, put it out there, man. Hit us up.
0: Yes, exactly. That's what the Discord was created for—something to where everybody can can um, communicate and 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 get to know each other a little bit better than you can on you know view uh, through through Instagram comments and stuff like that. So, so make sure get get into that Discord and, and really you know interact and 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 and, and get conversations going. That, that's, my, my, that's my thing.
1: Right on. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everyone, thank you, for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. However you are watching us, comment below and let us know what your favorite part of the show was for questions regarding the show, content ideas, booking inquiries, or just simply to say hello. Visit the contact page at keepersoftheword.net and say what's up. That's it for today. Over and out.